Welcome to Carb Face. I'm Chris. I'm Lori. How are you, Lori? I am great. Thank you for asking. Are you really? I, I kind of am, yeah. I don't, what do I do with that? I, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's not interesting. Why are you okay? Um, Great question. Well, I have a deadline. That's today. Oh, are you going to make it? it? You know, unclear. Uh, it's a 800-word piece. I haven't finished it yet. What's it about? I feel really good about it. You'll, it'll be done by the time yeah. this comes out, because this mean, will come out on inshallah. Next, next week. Uh, it's, uh, it's about sourcing great ingredients from India online. Basically, wow. like if you want to start cooking uh, recipes from India in your home, mm-hmm. uh, what do you need to buy? To, right. And if you don't live in a place that has a great Indian grocery store, where do you get the stuff? So, where do I start? I mean, I'll have to read it, but like, yeah. like, where do you start when you start researching something like that? Or do you already contain all that knowledge within your within your within life? my heart? Yeah, I do not contain all that knowledge. No, I thought I did, and then I sat down and I was like, I need to do some research. Uh, so I pulled some books off my shelf that I've had for a while, and I have a new book that our um, uh, future guest. Preeti Mystery of mm-hmm. uh, Navi Kitchen in Oakland, 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 California. Oak- <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I flubbed it. I over, I overshot the A That's and right. turned into a U. Uh, <laughs> Oakland, California. Uh, I used. I looked at her book and I spoke with. The, I had this recently. This company had come to my attention called Diaspora Co. And it's uh-huh. uh, like a single source, ethically sourced. I'm not getting all the lingo right, but it's a very um, thoughtful and responsible company that sources turmeric from farmers in India and sells it here in the states online. It's called Diaspora Co. Uh, so I. I already knew about them and thought that would be a great way to um, shine a light on what they're doing in this piece. Uh, and then also uh, one thing that Preeti told me was that there is a great website that I f- don't remember what it's called right now. Right. We'll uh, have but to you'll look at, your, look at my piece. piece. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it's, uh, it's a, has a map, has a lot of information about um, where to find Indian groceries in the United States, restaurants. There's news from India. It's yeah. a sort of a one-stop shopping in English. There's a U.S. map, and you can click on any state in the union. And wow. every single one of them, except for Montana, mm-hmm. has at least one grocery store that sells ingredients from India. That's great. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I, I mean, would have not... are they all great stores? Unclear. I, I understand. But, yeah. but as it becomes more widely available, mm-hmm. the world gets bigger for people within the U.S., mm-hmm. They experience at least parts of cultures mm-hmm. through their food. Oftentimes through food. This well, is good. Yeah. So er- this is good. get your shit together, Montana. Everybody you else, know, good hey, job. There's an opportunity to open up a business. Right. Right. Demand may not be high across the state, but I bet in college towns it sure is. Right. And there's plenty of colleges in Montana. Yeah, absolutely. And people who come to the national parks, I don't know. They're not cooking. That's fair. Or That's maybe fair. they're cooking, but they're, you know, yeah. trail food. Trail food like hot dogs. Um, mm-hmm. um, anyway, diasporaco.com. So, yeah. Yes. Uh, we are a queer woman of color owned business that moves forth in the spirit of radical community, matriarchy, and social justice, intending on truly creating change through food systems. Um, yes. I mean, how can you not love that? 
I do have to love that. Yeah, love it. I do have to love it. So what happens when you miss a deadline? Usually nothing is what I've come to realize. I used to be so good at always hitting my deadlines yeah. and I generally still am. And, and I you're think, close and you may make yeah, it. I think it's, you know, I think I, I've realized that writers are, you know, by and large given a little bit of leeway depending on what the publication mm-hmm. is. So I've never, this is a brand new publication. I don't think they've even launched yet. Oh. And this is my first time writing for them. And, and I want to do well for that reason. Uh, but I don't, I don't know. I haven't, you know, I haven't, since I got the contract, I haven't had any communication with anybody. Yeah. I feel like they're busy setting up, you know, they're, they're not thinking about my little piece. Right, they're right, thinking right. about larger issues. It's so also it, a, um, a blockchain based mm-hmm. website and I'm not sure what all of this stuff means exactly, but it's blockchain based, meaning I, I guess there's a greater amount of security. It can't be hacked. It's there's all of the editing is, is, um, a matter of public record. Right. I don't know. Uh, and then also they pay in Bitcoin. Wow. You're yeah. going to be so rich. I don't think so. You're going to be the richest writer. You can take a combination. You can take cash only. You uh-huh. can take a combination of cash or Bitcoin, or you can take all Bitcoin. And so, I, and then the more Bitcoin you take, the more money you make on the story. So well, what did I you took choose? The, I took all Bitcoin. I have no idea what I'm going to do with it when I get it, but they're like, we'll help you. It's, you know, we'll f- whatever. So I'm looking at it as like, I get to write the story, which is like the evil bunny. It's like I have to do the work, right. but then I get to learn about Bitcoin, which I, it's you know I have no really no know nothing about it, so I'm will, excited. Will you teach me? I think as so. As you get really rich? Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't think it works like that, but okay. sure, yeah. Um, anyway, That's exciting. I'm excited. Yeah, I hope That's I don't get. A, I feel like I'm going to get burned by it. I feel like it's dangerous. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> it's I don't. Not the dark web. You're not writing. Yeah. No, I feel like the, the physical. Web. Like when they hand me the coin, it's gonna be made of like. Wait, do you get a kryptonite? real coin? No. <laughs> Thank you. No. Because I would do it for the real coins. Yeah. That sounds fun. No, I'm just like you tokens know. at Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Only they're made of. What's that stuff from Black Panther? Mm-hmm. Not that. That. Yeah. All right. Diamonds. Okay. What was that called? I I don't you remember. Didn't see it. Uh, no, I saw it. And I loved it. I thought it was beautiful, and I cried. Uh, but no, I don't, I don't remember and I'm the, sorry. The substance, me neither. Yeah. I thought it was violent. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> As a mom. <laughs> As a mom. I couldn't believe how violent it was. I loved it. I thought it was life changing. <laughs> Families were there. I went on opening weekend. Families were there. Uh, and I went by myself because <laughs> the family was out of town. So it was me looking at all these other families. And as a mom, I got to tell you. I cried because I felt like a moment of community. No, I was happy to be alone. It was mm. nice. Mm. Uh, however, <laughs> as a mom, and that was a life-changing movie, uh-huh. I was glad to be a part of it. Mm. Great. What's the last movie you saw in the theater? Black Panther. Uh, no. Uh, no, leading up to the Oscars, uh, uh, my wife and I tried to see a bunch of movies. So I think the last thing I saw was The Phantom Threat. Oh, it's so good. It is so good. I want to see it again. Yeah. I just sat there with my mouth open. I loved it so, so much. That yeah. movie it was beautiful. So I think Paul Thomas Anderson is one of my favorite, if mm. not my favorite mm-hmm. director. And he is because Magnolia is my favorite movie mm. uh, because it's outlandish and tries mm-hmm. to accomplish so much and mm-hmm. hold it all together. And it pretty much does, mm-hmm. even with frogs flying from the sky sure. yeah. um but i loved the the deep deep sense of humor in it which mm-hmm. i think if you weren't ready to see it as a comedy magnolia 
No. Sorry, Phantom I went back Thread. to Phantom Thread. It but is Magnolia really, is as well. It is really funny, Phantom it's Thread. It's so, so funny, but oh you have God. to know that it yeah, it's, it's ready to be funny. It yeah, wants to play. It's it's aware of its humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was the last one I saw. How about you? Uh, I saw A, a Quiet Place oh. recently. Oh, I lied. No, yeah. I saw that too. Sorry, I forgot. Which I liked a lot. Yeah, it was fun. Now when I see um, GIFs, GIFs of sure. uh, Jim from The Office, yeah. I'm like, how is that the same guy with the dumb hair and the eyebrows and the shirts? I'm like, that's not, it's not the same guy as never says a word, only ever shushing people. Yeah, I think he's just got to do P90X. I think that's the difference. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Is that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was, he was, was ripped. Um, yeah, that was a great movie. I liked Phantom Thread better because I like... Words. Oh, yeah. I like words. Well, different movies. Yeah. And although you would not know it from looking at me, I like clothes. Okay. I'm not going to... I'm not going to spend the time or effort to, to look nice. Right. But you appreciate it? But I like it when other people do. Great. Yeah. Uh, although if I, I do go to Gramercy Tavern, I will wear pants or a skirt. Wow. I, I've, I've gotten some off-mic shit for my quote-unquote elitism around the issue of the dress code at Gramercy Tavern. Oh, really? Yeah. Hey, listeners, go fuck yourself. As a mom, I'd like you to go fuck yourself. If Lori wants to be upset about dress codes or lack thereof at Gramercy Tavern, it's really none of your goddamn business. Sure, your listeners, it's fine. It's fine, and we want you to keep uh, listening. But also, go fuck yourself if you disagree with us. As a mom, I can tell you that because it's out of love. It's mm-hmm. out of love, and I want the best for you. Go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lori, you yeah. propose that we get rid of a bit of as a mom, yeah. and I just like to pro- I'd like to point out you're the one who brought it up. It's true, it's and not. I love it. I, well, I was gonna say I think it's your bit now. Actually, you are you've become a whole. This is a whole thing. There's an accent that's that's not organically yours. No, I stole uh, it from there's you. There's an anger. Sure, there is. There's a deep river of anger there yeah. that really I feel like we could we could go we could do a lot with it well speaking of a deep river of anger <laughs> let's talk about the James Beard Awards oh okay you mean the media awards that happened this past mm-hmm. Friday night that they, neither one of us went to we didn't go to we observed it on Twitter we did we made comments um, one of us made predictions at least the ones that I was cheering for rooting for people I was rooting for there were a lot of great people nominated and, mm-hmm. and I know on, on our last episode uh, I gave it not always been nice to the Beard Awards and you've really helped me understand beyond the scenes that they are trying to change as an organization. Yes. And I think that's exciting. And open invitation to a representative from the James Beard Foundation. Foundation. Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, please come on and talk about how you're evolving as an organization because I think shining a light as to on your efforts is really, really important. Um, so please come on. Uh, and Lori, that's also a challenge to you since you know people there. Okay. Okay. I will uh, see what I can do. Thanks. So, uh, they had their awards, mm-hmm. and it was mostly media. Yeah, it's well, so they have the media awards, uh, and then a week later or so, they do the chef and restaurant, et cetera, awards. Yeah. And we've got some folks that we love, like Amanda Cohen is up for an award, mm-hmm. the Chef Awards. Chef New York City. Yep. Uh, Alex Stupak is up for one as well. Mm-hmm. Future guest, he's promised Great. or said he might. Great. Love his Instagram. Could potentially uh so lots of people to root for 
Uh, who did you love that won at the James Beard Awards? Overall reaction, anything you want to say? Lisa Donovan wrote a, an essay for Food and Wine uh, about her experiences as a woman in the restaurant business, experiences of harassment and uh, workplace intimidation. It was, I remember when it came out, I read it, I was thrilled. It was so right on. Yeah. And she won, I believe it was uh, in the personal essay category for that. So I was very excited about that. Uh, I was happy to see Max Falkowitz win. He is a former Savur editor, also former Serious Eats editor. Brilliant, smart guy. Uh, I've, I've had the pleasure of having a couple of things edited by him, and he's just a wonderful person to work with and really uh, boosts other people up, which is such a great quality. And he won for a story that he wrote about tea in China. I, I think he's he's very, very smart. He always, uh, you know, there are some editors where you, you turn something in, you know it's not great, but it could be, and you want a little support. And for whatever reason, maybe they don't have time, maybe they don't care, maybe it's just whatever it is, they, they put up whatever shit that you write. And, and it's fine. Yeah. And then you, and then I would say you, I mean me. Uh, <laughs> and then I feel like, oh, I probably could have done better on that. But then an editor like Max will say, this is great. I love what you've done. Let's dig deeper. Here's, you know, some really smart ways in which you can make this part stronger. Uh, he's just, he's, an, he's a super, super thoughtful editor who really wants you to do your best work. I mean, f- obviously it, it, it reflects well on everyone, the publication, you and the editor. I've just always had uh, such a, um, an amazing learning experience working with him as an editor. Who else do you love from the Beard Awards? Um, you know, I feel like I should say Michael Twitty, and I do in theory, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I have not read his book. Okay, and, I've read good chunks of it, so okay. I could say Michael Twitty. And, you know, I, and on the episode that aired today, you and Korsha were talking about Michael Twitty, and me in my stupor was like, I don't know who that well, is. Well, that's okay. That's, that's part of what this podcast is about, is yeah. exposing our audience to some, you know, introducing some new voices to to people to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. So I know, I know who he is now. Michael Twitty, absolutely. Book of the Year? Yes, he won too. He won Book of the Year, and he won, I think, either for an article or in another category. Um, so that's great. Stacy Adamondo, who is the executive editor of Sever Magazine, yeah. she co-authored a book called, I want to say, Nopales. Um, sh- and I don't remember her co-author's name. That's it, all right. I'll Gustavo, look it up. I want to say. Uh, what I, I I like her a lot. I think she's really smart, and I'm really glad that she got uh, that she won, and or that she and her co-author one and also she apparently said fuck trump in her acceptance speech Great. which makes me love Great. her gonzalo guzman yes yep so for international cookbook mm-hmm. that's wonderful so guffaha guffaha as a mom stacy <laughs> i want to tell you i'm proud of you i'm really happy for you can i tell you who i'm happy for please okay now i'm going to talk shit about somebody it's fine and I'm just going to tell you who it is up okay, front. Okay. Chris Kimball, are you a big fan? No. Great. Can I talk <laughs> oh shit? Oh, my God. Who's Great. Got, you're the rage monster today. <laughs> I sure am. I don't care about him at all. Great. Uh, so he was up for in General Cookbook Award. He was up for his Milk Street Cookbook. Sure. No. Uh, but people that he was up against, Melissa Clark. Love her. Favorite. My favorite, my favorite food writer. And Lori, I'm sorry, but I'm saying that to you, to your goddamn face. And you're talented, and I often read some of the things that you write. Bullshit. (laughs) 
I have read a piece or two of what you've read. Mm. They were very good. Melissa Clark, I've taken her cookbooks on airplane trips. Okay. Right? Yeah. To read them. She's yeah. wonderful. She's great. She's, She's wonderful. a great writer, and so, her recipes are amazing. Yeah, they are. They always work. Uh, dinner, changing the game. She was up for it. But do you know who won? No. My other favorite, Samin Nosra for oh. salt, fat, acid, heat. Samin is an upcoming guest. Yep. She's got a, she's got a uh, cooking show that's coming out. It's been talked about. They won't say where it's coming. You could okay. probably guess it's not on your TV. Okay. But you could watch on it on your a TV. Transistor radio. You can you can watch it on your transistor radio. It's, it's on NPR. On your walkie talkie. It's NPR. Yep. Oh, Great. it's a CB <laughs> CB radio cooking show. You have to do a breaker one nine. Samin, Samin, come in. Right. And if she's within range, she will do it. She'll cook something. She'll tell you what to cook. She gives you the ingredient list. You go and get it. Two hours later, she will tell you how to cook <laughs> step by step. So it's pretty great. It's going to be a great show. Amazing. Wave of the future. She won. And that was my favorite cookbook of, of last year, Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. And and I hate to say that because Melissa's book was wonderful, Dinner, Changing the Game, Use It, Have Given It as a Gift. It's fantastic. But also Braveheart, who is Stella Parks, is going to be on the podcast mm -hmm. soon. She won in the baking and desserts category. And it kind of felt like a no fucking shit type of award mm. to give to her mm -hmm. because it's a brilliant cookbook and mm. so thorough and so well researched. Uh, and for every recipe, she's given you five alts for here's what else you could do with it. And here's mm. what you can make. And what about this flavor profile? And here's how to change it up. Or you could stop the recipe here and it'll be fine. And you can pick it up tomorrow. It's wonderful. Wow. I love it. That is so great. Another great, great cookbook. And these are all cookbooks that I purchased. Wow. Right? Uh, yes. I wouldn't spend money sure. on cookbooks that work. Yeah. Makes me happy. What else did you love from the Beard Awards? Oh, well, Roads and Kingdoms, who yeah. I consider to be colleagues and sometimes pay me to write for them. They won Food Section of the Year. And then something interesting happened, which was um, Brett Martin, who is a great writer, yeah. uh, weighed in on Twitter, I think the next morning, and said, you know, with all due respect, the, pe the winners of the Food Section of the Year, who were also Publication of the Year last year, uh, pay their writers about 25 cents a word. And if we continue to lift up these publications that don't pay their writers very well, soon there isn't going to be any more journalism to support and celebrate. How did you feel Which I thought about was that? really interesting. Well, first of all, I was like, I'm pretty sure I have not even gotten 25 cents a word from Roads and Kingdoms. So that felt like I, you know, I felt like a step up. Uh, yeah, I was Maybe like, who's getting 25 more? cents a word? I'm not, I don't, I've never done the math, but, um, you know. But I go, I go into it with open eyes at Roads and Kingdoms. I just love to write for them. It's, right. you know, it, for me, it's a, it's a win, even though the, the pay is extremely low. Uh, I don't do a lot for them for that reason, but I do love them very much. Um, so he's not wrong. It's, you know, it's, it's um, I mean, it's of a piece with asking restaurants to pay people more. It's of a piece with, you know, moving toward uh, abolishing the tip system. I mean, there are all of these ideas that in theory are the right thing, um, that are harder to implement. I, I mean, I know that if Roads and Kingdoms had the money to pay a dollar a word, they would. Okay. Uh, th it is not an easy racket to make any kind of money at all publishing, um, especially when you are publishing with integrity, when you maybe don't want to fill your reader's screen with a bunch of ads and pop-ups and, uh, you know, steal their information. It's, it's, not a money-making proposition to do journalism with integrity. Uh, and so, 
I'm not mad at roads and kingdoms. Fine. I don't think they should be penalized or I don't think they should be kept out of or of the running for awards because of the pay scale. But it is something that we have to talk about and we have to look at. And I do get angry with journalists who uh, write for free. You know, anyone that's taking the shitty conditions is making it harder for everybody else to try and get better conditions. Yeah. But I am somebody who looks at being able to write freelance as a luxury and it's not my my living, you know. So I may be less invested in it than other people. Right. Uh, I don't know. So I got a lot of thoughts, nothing super coherent. Right. You go. Well, let us know how Bitcoin works out for you. <laughs> right? When I buy the island of Maui. And oh, you're going to be so rich. Uh, here's what I'd like to say. Um, we had some 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 people that were also nominated for things mm. uh, who didn't win, but I think it's important to note. Uh, sorry, you lost. I'm not going to name names. Oh, okay. Anyone who wasn't nominated, who nominated, who was nominated and didn't win. Yeah. Lo siento. Yeah, we're really sorry. Oh, well, uh, I, I will name one of those. I, I thought you should have won, mm -hmm. and that's not to say the people that won. Didn't wonderful it, yeah. but it's also a subjective award thing so um reem cassis who wrote the palestinian table which was up yeah. for i don't maybe it was international cookbook i'm not uh, probably in, probably um beautiful book i went she had a dinner um yeah it was uh to celebrate it that i went to her, her food's fantastic and I'm, I'm happy that it's gotten the attention the book has gotten the attention that it has yeah and it's it's um that's one worth spending money on oh what was that dumb cookbook that <laughs> Appetites? <laughs> oh, you mean one of the top 10 uh, selling cookbooks of 2016 co-written by you? Correct. Uh-huh. No, that was a very good not one. Not dumb. Uh, that was not dumb. Although I did a... recently find a big error in it. Okay. Do you know what? <laughs> when I'm trying to defend you and then you do that. Great. Uh, six Seasons, A New Way with Vegetables by Joshua oh. McFadden and Martha Holmberg. Hey, congrats. You got to keep this award. Um, and we're really happy for you. That's the award I'm really happy for you. That's the award you should have won. Uh, and this all this goes back to what's that stupid food conference? IACP. IACP. And Weird. it's not stupid, but it's kind of stupid. Uh, well, I they made a big mistake. Yeah, they made a big mistake. She's a president. President? She's the CEO of IACP. CE okay. International Association is. of mm -hmm. Culinary Professionals. Right. Focused mostly on food writers, even though... Okay. Well, they do a lot of writing awards. How's that? Yeah. Uh, and Martha's book was up for Book of the Year, and then I got Book of the Year. And it, you can't yeah. have the CEO right. having her stuff or his stuff it, right. or their stuff. Up for up for any awards. awards. You just can't. I agree. I agree. The, the Beard Foundation definitely has better controls in place to prevent that kind of stuff from Good happening. Good job, Beard Awards. And uh, I'm, I'm guessing IACP will do a better job going forward. Uh, I, I have heard, I have not seen the book, I have heard that objectively it's a great book. And it's unfortunate that her co-author has been dragged into, um, you know, that, that the her name of the book has been sullied by the, yeah. the sloppiness no, around. You know who knows about that? Like 20 people on Twitter. It's true. It's so it's inside fine. baseball. Well, except it was in the Washington Post. Uh, here's what I'd say. I'd say the book is fine. Sure. I've read it. Hmm. It's... A lot of recipes mm -hmm. on vegetables. Great. If if we were giving awards on the number of recipes, I'd give it to her. I'd give it to them. Wow. Great. Lots of recipes. Okay. On veg. 
fantastic. Okay. <laughs> That's it. You give them just a just a sheer mass. You did it. Yeah. You did it. Oh, Congrats. Okay. You put a lot of recipes in there. Would you feel the same way had it not been mired in controversy? Not at all. Okay. Not at all. Fair enough. Yeah. Is it a great cookbook? Don't know. Hmm. I wouldn't say so. You cook a lot from cookbooks, it sounds like. I cook You're a lot. You're super engaged for, with cookbooks. I cook a lot from cookbooks. I do not. All right, well. I kind of dip in and out of cookbooks. But all right, well, some of us I'm not saying like that recipes. I'm better or worse than anybody else. I'm just saying the cookbooks that I tend to interact with are the ones that get sent to me for free. And okay. that is not bullshit. Uh, the ones I interact with are the mostly are the ones that I paid for. Yeah, it's good. And so I try to research really hard. Am I yeah. going to actually, do I want these recipes in my house? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I need to give this book away and feel like I just threw $30 down the drain. Right. Because right. cookbooks typically, typically are not cheap. They're expensive. Yeah, they can be. So uh, books that you should get. You should, I mean, you're asking me or yeah. you're, about to, you're about to make a list? Well, I'm going to make a list. We talked about some of them. Brave yeah. Tart. If you are interested in uh, especially American desserts, get it. Great. Thoughtful. Okay. The recipes work. Uh, writing is wonderful. Other cookbook that you use? Uh, I like the Palestinian Table. Okay. Uh, what's one that I go back to a lot? I really, I have, I have a lot of cookbooks, but there's so few that I, that I really um, dig into. I will, if I'm feeling like I have some time on my hands, I will get into either Plenty or Jerusalem, the uh, Otolenghi uh -huh. books. Um, Those recipes don't always work for me. Okay. But I'm glad you like them. Yeah. It, mm, I don't know. I, no, I, you like them. I tend to do a lot of that sort of internal math with, you know, yeah. like, well, that's way too much of that. I'm going to dial it back, you know, yeah. but that's not, I mean, the, a recipe should be written in a way that, uh, anyway, I can't, I guess I can't speak to whether or not the recipes work, but. Um, yeah, you go in and it gives you a way to, to cook and gives you the right direction yeah. and then you make it your own. I will tell you the book that I spent a lot of time with when I was first learning to cook slash teaching myself to cook was the, <laughs> was called Sundays at Moosewood. This is when yeah, I was yeah, a vegetarian yeah, we had that. Sure. in college. And it was my first, in a lot of ways, it was my first introduction to a number of world cuisines. When I look at it now, I'm like, ooh, that's some Ithaca bullshit version of yeah, whatever. Yeah. But at the time, to me, it was like, why didn't, I mean, it was the first I had ever read about Japanese food. It mm -hmm. was the first, it, so it's a, it's a great book. It was a great first cookbook for somebody who really had no skills whatsoever. Um, I have a, an affection for it. I still make the focaccia recipe. Noted. Yep. Uh, get Dinner Changing the Game by Melissa Clark. Okay. Get Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat uh, from Samine Nosrat, N-O-S-R-A-T. Uh, it, it's changed the way... <laughs> it's changed the way I treat my meat. Well, <laughs> Ew. Well... Great. Do you... Can I we... salt it. <laughs> get... Ah! <laughs> I was going to bring it back around to um, would I stick my dick in it, which maybe that's a new segment. I mean, I, sometimes I, I will post a picture on Instagram and say yeah. I would stick my dick in this. All right. Let's let's go there. Let's wrap it up. What would you stick your dick in, Lori? Uh, the pork shoulder. No, that's not pork. Lamb shoulder <laughs> from Zahav. Okay. It's messy. It's covered with pomegranate molasses. Great. It's fatty. It is just so fucking good. I would stick my dick in it. I'm so happy for you. Um. And probably like many, uh, many, any number of desserts. If I could stick my dick in a circus peanut, I might. Whew, I don't think you can. I mean, you know what? You're your own person and maybe you can. I'm very determined. Okay. <laughs> when I get my dick. 
the first thing I'm going to do yeah. is stick it in a circus peanut. <laughs> I crack me up. It's disgusting. Yes, I'm not. I can't wait for my son to listen to this. Uh, everybody you know is going to be so proud. Yep. My so parents proud. too. Can we use any of this? I think so. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I don't care. I'll go with the, I, I wrote about coffee dumps yesterday on Instagram. Fine. I feel like there's no, you can do it all. There's no, you can do it no all. Shame. Oh, let's talk about this. Let's yeah. just, speaking of dumps very quickly and we got to wrap it up Yeah. very quickly. Uh, trying to do a lot of vegetables. Okay. I like where this is going. <laughs> yes. It was shocking what? this morning. Okay. Your trip to the bathroom? couple sips of coffee a couple okay i'm so scared <laughs> then i ran wow it was shocking isn't that the best feeling though wait all right so are you how s- is that a good feeling when you make it oh yeah i made it and then you walk yeah, out yeah, and yeah. you're like i just lost 16 pounds it was traumatic i'm sure but wait so you're saying that you have not been eating a lot of vegetables you front loaded a lot of vegetables i'm doing nothing but but almost almost so many vegetables vegetables. so many vegetables let's be clear let's be clear last night it wasn't all vegetables it was some queso yeah and some white chocolate raspberry brownies or something uh great that's a great story (laughs) i'm sure your colleagues were psyched my colleagues, what are you talking about? Oh, this was at home. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were like running down the Who corridor. Who poops at work? Oh my God, so many people. It's no. terrible. No. Yes. No. Oh, have you not? I mean, come if on. You You've were... worked in offices for years. Are you telling me you haven't you haven't encountered this? Uh, no. People do not it. A lot. And uh, I listen, know what? I'm not ta- mad at them. If you have I to am. poop, you I shouldn't am. be. Get your schedule. You can change your BM schedule. You get yourself in the morning. Also take a shower let's have a bm let's do our biz let's get in the shower okay and then you don't go again until the next day listeners i would like to hear from you i don't i i want to stand up for and say that not everyone can can no get it that, on the schedule you are not trying <laughs> i'm not speaking you for myself are not trying i can't stop shitting at work i i work from home what should i do you know what Get yourself on a schedule. (laughs) Before you start work, you get yourself clean. Get yourself ready. Get yourself light. You want to be nimble, flexible, on your toes. On your toes, be ready to go. You can't do that being weighed down. You got to evacuate your bowels and then you get to work. If you are taking a shit at work, there is something wrong with you. I think there's something pathologically wrong with you. Spiritually wrong with you. I feel like this is where your your deep Indiana is coming out. This like highly regimented bowel schedule just, thing is I'm like, not asking for any other sort of discipline. Just take a shit then go to work. If you, as a mom, <laughs> Here's what I need you to do. Do you make your kids? I mean. No, I don't tell people when to poop. I just tell listeners. I'm not going to. I'm telling listeners. I'm judging you. If you are taking a shit at work, there is something wrong with you. It is a very aggressive act. There's a lot of anger. You want to talk about anger. Oh, my God. Taking a shit at work is the angriest thing that you can legally do. Yeah. As a mom, here's what I want you to do. You got to get yourself on a schedule. All right. And if that involves Metamucil, you do it. But you train your body 
in a way that says, you know what, I'm not going to be able to get to the bathroom. My body, be ready to go. And you can start that if you get up at, let's say you get up at 6 o'clock like I do, or 5.30 sometimes. You, you say, okay, within an hour, body, I need you to be able to shit, and let's, let's do this. Let's do it. And you say, come on, body. <laughs> come on, body. Here's, we're going to do this. We can do it. It's, we're going to feel better. And do you know what? You do it. You do it. And so if you need to bulk up the night before, do it with some mm. Metamucil. Seneca? You, you, you can do a Seneca. I prefer sugar-free Metamucil. Yeah. Okay. Right. Sugar-free only. We don't need the extra calories. Just a shit. Mm. All right? And then if you're, if you're a coffee drinker, fantastic. If you're not, then I want you to double up. Double mm-hmm. up on the black tea. Mm-hmm. And you go and you never look back. And you will have a better life. And I say that as a mom. You know what also works? What? If you don't sm- normally smoke cigarettes and then you smoke a cigarette. Really? Oh, yeah. It'll, oh, yeah. It'll take you to, oh, yeah. to poo town. Yep. Do you think in an alternate world, because we have food town, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do you think that there's poo town in an alternate world? <sighs> yes, but I think it is populated solely by children four and under. Great. It's lawless, <laughs> and it is not any kind of place you want to go. And they're killers. Yeah, Those I mean, in a, in a lot of ways, oh. you don't you don't want to be part of it. It's not safe. It's not it's not good in any way. I think we need to apologize to our listeners and ourselves. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Lori. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry that you're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Your sorrow makes me feel bad. Good. Great. Mission accomplished. Just about every week, Anthony Bourdain stops by and gives us some advice in an episode of Unfuck My Life. Anthony Bourdain. Hey, Lori. The buffet question. Great. Hit it. Do you have it? I do. All right. Uh, In the meantime, hey, Anthony Bourdain, what's the deal with aprons? And and why are they like the big leather aprons and sexy aprons and yeah leather like, what's aprons? What's going on right now? I don't, I don't know anything about these leather aprons. That that's weird. I mean, I see a leather apron. I think the next thing I'm going to see are like the nipple clamps. Okay. Um, I mean that that's that's going to be hot in the kitchen, right? Uh, it's a bad choice. Yeah, leather. It, yeah, in the kitchen. I mean, it's for butchers, right? Is it? It's a safety thing for. Uh, for... I I guess, yeah. but but really, uh, it's. In your career, you never saw somebody wearing a leather apron during work hours. Yeah, I've I have not seen anyone <laughs> a leather apron during work hours. Yeah, I mean, what about after work hours? Uh, chaps, maybe. But, but do you think that there's like a subculture of like sex around chefs, like chef cosplay and oh god, fuckery? Oh. I gotta believe I mean, there's, 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 there must so. be. There must be. Uh, I mean, there are definitely people with a kink for chefs. There's no doubt about it. But right. are they all like dressing up and you know? I gotta believe they Coffee are. Coffee filter hats and <laughs> I gotta believe those chef uniforms and... direct that chef's catalog thing. I bet a lot of I, a lot of people are ordering for their home collection. I look forward to hearing from your viewers or listeners next time because I'd be very interested to hear about this. All right, if you like to dress up like a chef and fuck, let us know right in. Can I just say I, I read the most exquisite piece of fan fiction writing that was a dirty story about uh, fantasy about Alton Brown and Mike Rowe in the kitchen. Great. Did I send it to you? It's really no. It is. Maybe we'll do an excerpt next time. Yeah, let's do a reading of it. It's some really specific, dirty food writing. (laughs) That's great. It's it's 
loving and intimate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this is the buffet question. Anthony Bourdain. Uh, my daughter is getting married next year, and my wife and I are paying for the lion's share of the reception in a hotel. My future son-in-law insists on a seated dinner, choice of filet mignon or salmon, because he thinks it's classier, classiers in quotes, and he once worked in a restaurant where the buffet was a garbage graveyard. I think we can get a lot more bang for the buck with a buffet, and I trust that this is a reputable hotel that will do right by us. I don't want to fight with my daughter, but I'm already starting to fucking hate my future son-in-law. What should I do? Please unfuck my life. Uh, buffet is a bad idea. Uh, the kids write, sit down, dinner all the way. Controllable. Wow. Uh, the food will most likely be fresher and better. Uh, yeah. Buff- really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, as a longtime caterer uh, and doing events like that in restaurants, uh, you know, the, the buffet was the, was the cheaper mm-hmm. option, yeah. and we took advantage of that, knowing that this was, you know... a a, not a highly motivated client one well one one who was in distress and needed whatever mm-hmm. and we used all of the strange and terrible powers of the buffet to make sure that that they got as little of value as possible without knowing it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and there are certain buffet principles that all buffet masters use you know load them up on as much free bread as they want tons of salads mm-hmm. so you don't have to give them as much shrimp right right and everything's made in advance. It's yeah. been touched by a gazillion people. It sits around forever. Everybody's hawking and sneezing on it. Uh, uh, you know, it, it, you know, what? But they help themselves at the buffet and then then go back to the table, which is a weird dynamic too, because you know when people are always getting up and down from the buffet, uh, you know, it, it changes the whole sort of uh, situation at the table socially. Uh, I mean, it's creepy, you know, I'm going to go back and get some more shrimp, you know. Plus, you have some people who just eat up, eat, eat buffets ugly. You know, they, there are people, there used to be some, some people in my life who did this. You know, it was like they, they were never going to get another chance to go to the buffet. They built this hideous mound of food, like, you know, like the, the Great Depression was about to start again. And they want to be sure that they, they went into it with a full stomach. I mean, everything all heaped and commingled together. Watching these people eat like that, it's disgusting. So I'm very much against the buffet. Um, I I had one at my first uh, wedding, Mm -hmm. uh, but it was a breakfast buffet, Mm. and it was specifically designed so that everybody would get the fuck out soon. Okay. (laughs) You know, I I, I held it on on a day when only people who really cared about us were going to show up, and I did it in the in the morning so you wouldn't be lingering and you know waiting around and you know getting too terribly drunk. It was designed for people to not like too much, so they'd fuck off home and you know leave me and my uh, new bride to uh, go do what we wanted to do. Wow! Just go back to the hotel and get high. Right. In that case, but sure. So yeah, no buffet, bad idea. Cheap right. fuck. Come on, do the right thing. It's <laughs> a, it's a, it's a wedding. The only, hopefully, the the only one you'll have to have to spring for. Plated food, please. Right. Choice of at least two items. Right. Okay. And don't go for the chicken or salmon option okay. either. You know, but, you know, but filet? That's the name of a party. Filet and what? Filet, filet uh, mignon? Yeah. Uh, look, uh, filet mignon is actually kind of, uh, I'm not a fan of that particular cut of meat. Right. Uh, it's boring, it, right? It has it, no flavor. It, yeah, but it, it, but for a big buffet, I mean, for a for a big sit-down banquet-style mm-hmm. meal, it's a pretty resilient piece of meat that that uh, is likely to not be fucked up uh, by the kitchen. It holds pretty well. Uh, you know, buffet with a good sauce. You know, there's a reason people do it again and again and again. Uh, yeah, not bad. All right. 
Yeah, choice of fillet, and yeah, because I mean, there was always the you know, hey, what, what we have a party tomorrow? Yeah, uh, what kind of what kind of party? Yeah, chicken or salmon? You know, mm. that's sort of like the, <laughs> the B list. Right, right, okay. But would you make an exception, like personally, for a breakfast buffet, like in a nice? fancy hotel like will, so will you patronize couple, yeah. well, well, so no. the couple can go get high yes <laughs> no but personally speaking will you'll will you patronize uh, a breakfast buffet in a in a high end yeah if they have an omelet station Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, right. Okay. I, I've been done to do that. That's sure. a trustable. Uh, trustable also, option. they you know they have good buffets in in Singapore. They were they basically have brought uh, uh, hawkers, uh, street vendors into the hotel and set them up in stations, and that's kind of interesting. Hmm. But uh, yeah, uh, you know, the big crown of shrimp sitting there, shrimp I, tree, kind of yeah, kind of sad. Yeah. Um, I mean, I used I've so many years making the buffet. It was my first job in the restaurant business mm. in New York. Was uh, doing the Rockefeller Center Luncheon Club's buffet. I know what I did in the cause of, in, in the cause, and I, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm wary. Yeah, understandable. All right, I'm gonna love a buffet. I am. You're gonna I'm, love I'm, a buffet. I'm, 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 I love a buffet. I don't. I barely eat anything off off of it, but I kind of love it. I Just like getting grossed out by stuff to go, <laughs> I don't want that. Mm-hmm. You know, that looks terrible. I don't want to eat that. And trying to find the one good thing that you can eat, which is often bread and salad. Are you a picky eater? No. Okay, I was going to say, I'm not sure we can continue this venture. All right. If you, <laughs> kids love it. If you were. I mean, kids love kids a buffet. Kids love it. Yes. You know, so it's good for that. I would yeah. cheerfully go to a buffet with the kids because they're happy. Great. Great. Would you go to a Sizzler? Have you been to a Sizzler? I've been to a Sizzler. Uh, the ice cream station at the end? Oh, uh, God, yeah, I, I dimly remember it. All right. Yeah. We don't have to dig into that. Right. It's That's not part of my ch- cultural heritage. It, it is mine. That and a Ponderosa. See you there. Wow. Yeah, it's intense. Hey, guys, we're hot and live. Hot mic. Hot mic. Hey, Ouch. let's... Lori... <laughs> <laughs> Shh, Joe. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay, sorry. I'm going to introduce you. Sorry. Lori. <laughs> yes. Let's welcome our guest, Joe. Joe, <laughs> introduce yourself. I thought Lori was going to I, welcome me. No, I don't get to talk no, here. We no, we don't even give her a chance. The guests do all the work. Yeah. I am Who Joe. I'm Joe. I'm Joe Yonan. I'm the food and dining editor at the Washington Post. And I would know you because... <laughs> you would not know me. Oh, you know. We, I know we you. We actually spent yeah. a weekend together. <laughs> we did. Um, <laughs> we did. We did an entire weekend that together. That was... Was it Big Summer Potluck? Big Summer Potluck. Big Summer Potluck. Maggie what Anderson, is Pam that? Anderson. What is that? It is... Everything you want a food blogger conference to be, but none of them are. Right. Really? So okay. it is about kind of low, low stress. There's mm. you are learning, but it's much more about um, alcohol. No, well, there is that, <laughs> but it's more about making connections and being a supportive environment mm. for people. We've mm-hmm. had great speakers. Like and I, I help support the team that that runs all of it. I, I um, when it was happening, what are you looking at? There's something hanging off. Oh no, it's your ear. There's something hanging <laughs> off your beard. From my perspective, <laughs> there's like it's some hard to tell sometimes where the beard starts and, and where the beard. hanging off where the food <laughs> begins. <is>. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's just an ear, okay. ear earbud. Right. Um, distracted. They me. had some good speakers that year. It we was um, it was Jenny Jenny from Britain, Jenny's from ice Jenny's cream. ice cream. Mm-hmm. Who was fantastic? And I who got to interview her. Shipped 
really fantastic ice cream pop. Do you the remember those? I remember oh. them very Dipped clearly. Dipped in chocolate, weren't they? And there was like a peanuts and they were insane. thing inside. So and good. Uh, yeah, and those rained down on us like from heaven. Wow. Yeah. And there was the, the uh, hot bread, hot bread kitchen yep. um, woman who was amazing. And they're doing um, good work and helping people. Yeah. So this is at the potluck that was a blog food blogger conference yeah but they just call it big summer potluck or okay. it's out in pennsylvania at yeah. pam's pam's home and then nearby and, or pam and, is and other places pam anderson oh she's a cookbook author mm-hmm. how to cook without a book. how to cook without a book yeah how to cook without a book and others oh so many others um usa blog, today I think. yeah blog uh with her two daughters, three many cooks. Okay. Oh yeah, that's Maggie right. Maggie is one of her daughters is a dear, dear friend of mine. Dear Excellent. friend. Excellent. Yeah, and I would be the host for all of the participants. I'd be wow. the I'd be the Sherpa. Wow. And I'd welcome you, and I'd give you your gift bag, and I'd explain everything, and then I got to sit across from Joe at dinner. That's right. And I have to say, I thought that you were one of the most entertaining and funniest people that I had mm. been at an event like that with this in is a very long well, time. Joe. I this know, is going I know, very it's just well. true. Well, you told me that one of the things you wanted to do was validate your own existence in yeah. the course of this podcast. So I did. That was a note that. that I sent you to you. Yes. So what were you <laughs> yes. talking about? And we gave you some ideas and then said, please validate my existence. Yes, so there you go. So thank you. <laughs> I would agree. I was great. <laughs> you were on. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember at that at the time I wasn't really talking talking about you know too much what I was doing on Twitter in fact I think this is the first time that I've really talked about it but created this persona called shit food blogger right which was about being um, a frustrated food blogger and and maybe not great um, at 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 it uh, my wife and I had a food blog and uh, I got really frustrated with some dumb shit uh, food bloggers were saying and that's when the shit my you know shit my dad says or whatever mm-hmm. right and that whole thing so shit food bloggers only named that because i couldn't s- spell out your name can't be that long on twitter so uh, shit food bloggers say was, was too how it started and then it turned into shit food blogger which then became a persona yeah a, um, a phenomenon really. and i think i told right. joe <laughs> quietly i'm doing this i th- think so and I, I think so because i remember that i knew it was you yeah when i first saw it because I, I told you you must have told me because i told you other people did not know who it was and it, i knew who it was and yeah. you and you may not remember but you said keep doing what you're doing <laughs> now what that did was did i really say me. that yes. oh that's so great said, oh, this is oh, that's so, so great good keep doing what you're doing and i'm like all right motherfucker let's go after food media now so i blame God, I you created a monster for me getting blocked by almost <laughs> <laughs> almost every editor in chief yes um mm-hmm. so yes. thank you for that you're welcome and we're here today because of you joe so oh thanks. my god well, wow. you know, you've, you've called me, you called me on something once. I did. Yeah. You're, so I appreciate that. Yeah. One of your, yeah. We don't have to go back, but what, what I appreciate about how you responded, you responded. Yeah. And you were like, I, I don't know that you agreed with the feedback, but it was clear you were going to be aware of it in the yes. future. And it was really about describing the shape of a woman. It wasn't in a piece that you wrote, but you took accountability for right. it. And you're like, okay, I, I see it. Certainly that's not what was intended. And mm. since right. then, 
I I have noticed the pieces don't have that in there. You know, the, it, the shape of the right. woman being live and, you know, skinny right. and trim and like really describing the physical appearance of a person, which can be important in the story. It was not relevant at all. And I think the standard really should be, you ask yourself, would we be saying this if it were a man? Yeah. Right. And, and I remember there was no, and the answer is almost always no. Right. I, I, I had a recent piece in which there was a casual reference to a female source, um, you know, and, and the writer said that she was, uh, you know, a, an ebullient blonde mm. and even that you know and i just put it i just put a note and i took it out and i just put a note that said would you have said this would you have said this if if, if he had been if she had been a, a he yeah. mm. uh and of course you or like, or non-gendered or any, or whatever but, yeah or, or whatever or right, anybody right. like why is it there because right right the color of her hair How, what does the color of her hair have to do <laughs> i mean you know in a deeper profile like sometimes you do make a physical description yes. of someone and um although even then i think we we have photos of the yeah people yeah. The photo yeah, so and i so i think that words. it's dangerous i do think it's dangerous to get into the physical yeah. description because you're always wondering like what are you trying to say? Yeah. And I think what you called me out on was, you know, it was a profile of a woman and there was a cat and she's a food media professional. And there was sort of an offhand remark about how she still fits into her skinny jeans. And you, so you remember that was it. So what, yeah. so the underlying sort of question is like, are we trying to say that she's, to be praised yeah is this success this is success because buddy i don't fit into my skinny <laughs> right. jeans anymore right i've got soft right. dad going on right now <laughs> right and ah, right this is nothing but success that's right let me look at yeah. you yeah yeah the objective <laughs> thank you thank you i'll sit up straight now and suck in my gut um uh Lori, yes do you do a lot of profiles of people i feel like you don't i don't yeah no i don't know what the fuck it is i write anymore i just yeah that's not true I'm I'm <laughs> I'm in a stomach bug K hole right now. Uh -oh. <laughs> Should I talk about my career? Yeah. Great. Yeah, let's talk about how great yeah. you are. Come yeah. on. Whatever. I don't want to talk uh, about my career. I don't want to talk about myself. Moving on. Uh, do, do I write profiles? No, I wrote one and then it and then the magazine that had commissioned it uh fucked it up so badly mm. that I asked them to take my name off of it. And they what? did. Yeah. Oh, so they Good. ran it with no name? They ran or? it with with no name and name, the, uh, it, I think it was with the editor's name and at the bottom it said reporting contributed by which I had asked for I, I want to get some kind of credit for this thing but I wrote something good you guys made it into a hot trash heap take my name <laughs> off it you know that's Felt when great. you know that the editor writer relationship is truly broken down yeah. when there's a request to take yeah. your name off that to hasn't happened to me from yeah. my side of things I haven't had a writer say that in I think once it's happened yeah. to me. It's been 20 years. So It's a good record. Yeah. Joe, why don't you hire Lori? <laughs> well, <laughs> there you go. I, I Thanks, man. <laughs> you're always You're always Oh, he's setting me you up for success. I, yeah. Just yeah. setting you up for success. <laughs> Joe, what are you looking for in in writers and I'm I am just doing that for fun to make Lori terribly uncomfortable and then she can so hurt easy. me later. I, um, <laughs> what are you looking for in a writer? Because you got a lot going on. I'm clearly looking for Lori. I mean, right. clearly, obviously. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, for in freelance writers, I am looking for people who have interesting stories, you know, mm -hmm. and, and the ability to tell them, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I would say that we, like a lot of food media, 
struggle with a little old diversity problem. So mm-hmm. I'm certainly yeah. looking for looking for people from other cultures and backgrounds to yeah. tell stories because I feel, you know, my staff is largely white and um yeah. So female. Yeah. Mhm. I have I have two male critics I supervise and then uh Tom Seatsima. Yeah. Um, is oh, the pronounce his name correctly? Thank you. Sitsuma. Sitsuma. Got it. Um, he's a second cousin to Robert Sitsuma. Okay. Um, of Eater. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know? Want to stop for a second? I thought oh. it was the same person. I think, yeah. I think a lot of people do. I've never paid attention to the first name. I think, a lot, do. Do. I think okay. a lot of people, because the okay. last name is so unusual. Yeah. I just yeah. why read it yeah. anymore? Yeah, yeah. All right. And, I, and then Tim Carmen is yeah. writes uh, about cheaper food. Um, and then I have a female feature writer, Mora, and obviously, I don't know, or, or not, obviously female. I don't, I don't know. Um, I think she identifies. <laughs> she does. Yeah. You're she, not does. She, she does. Uh, Becky Crystal, yeah. uh, Bonnie Benwick's my deputy editor. Yeah. I have a male digital editor. All right. So yeah. you've got a balance. Kind of balance. Yeah. You've got a balance. What are you going to do to fix that? To fix the balance, mm-hmm. to unbalance it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> not unbalance it, need to, to make it more diverse. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it's just about finding people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whatever. I assume we, it's also about openings. Yeah, yeah. Great. I mean, at a paper like the Put, we have a, it's a very small staff. So the the odds of an opening are just that much smaller. So it just doesn't come up that much. Do you have any goals for like your, any stated goals for minority representation or people of color representation, diversity representation in the con in your, what do we call them? Contractors? What are they? Freelancers. Freelance. Thanks. Yeah. Freelancers. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly a personal goal of mine. I don't know yeah. if it's stated anywhere or written okay. down anywhere, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, How will we know when you're doing a good job at it? <laughs> I love you'll you. just read things you. you'll don't read, shut down on you. me. you're doing great <laughs> you'll read things and you'll just think well that's just that's just a great perspective i hadn't that's thought a perspective of before. i hadn't heard before yeah okay yeah all right yeah, that's how you'll know how would you like feedback from um, your readership uh you know social media is fine i Pretty kind good. of personally hate twitter but mm. um but uh but sure, social media, little emails, email, little email, little emails. Like when we when we see something we like, uh-huh. certainly we're going to write if we don't like it. Uh huh. Certainly we're going to write about the skinny jeans. Certainly. Right. But if we actually like something and want to give you feedback, would you welcome that? Of, of course. <laughs> <laughs> the, my standard is if you and I think I saw this in some restaurant somewhere. If you don't like something tell me and if you like something tell the world right all like right. if you like something uh-huh. i want you to share it with all of social media yeah. like tag me you know whatever yeah. if you don't like something i would rather you communicated it <laughs> yeah. with me directly <laughs> and not share it with the world but i can't really control that so all right so something you're doing that i like uh you um, your team i don't know i don't think it was you by yourself it's always me right right right. (laughs) have have just launched voraciously yeah as we're recording this now Mm -hmm. it will have been up and running for quite a while probably years before we air this interview um (laughs) odd really (laughs) yeah why am i here again it's like two years (laughs) for sure very slow the production high production it's me super diy Mm -hmm. um 
I like it. Oh, thank you. Why? What is it? What is it? I don't know. You, I, I saw this yesterday in an email and I tried yeah. to Google it. Tell us and about I voraciously. Couldn't yeah, find it. yeah, yeah. So it's our new destination for less experienced cooks, mm-hmm. people who we feel like have been exposed to, you know, cuisines from all over the world, but mm-hmm. they're young and they don't know how to do it in their own kitchen. Um, so simpler recipes, more how to's, mm-hmm. kind of brighter older photography more step-by-step photos millennials we're targeting millennials we're targeting millennials although we also are we also know that non-millennials are interested in this too yeah yeah it doesn't feel like you're talking down to them like trying not to talk down to them we're making it hip so you'll enjoy cooking like it's just it's accessible right that's what we're hoping and we're and we've got some non-cooking things in there too so like um tim carman who writes um, about a lot of global cooking is doing a series of kind of primers on uh, different global cuisines where he's mm. talking to experts in the in those cuisines and you know kind of explaining to people how to eat like a pro um, in those areas and we've got you know trend pieces that the kind of thing that we were already doing that Mora does a lot of that are like the you know the um, unicorn frappuccino pieces yeah. Yeah, and yeah, all yeah. of that we're sort of putting that in um, in voraciously because we know that that audience really is drawn to that kind of yeah. stuff too. So and then you've got a newsletter, a newsletter. Yeah. Written it's by Jennifer, Jennifer Farley, Good um, friend. who's great. And yeah. so that promises to take you from zero to dinner party in 12 weeks. So oh, wow. if you're afraid of cooking and certainly too afraid of cooking to have, God forbid, have friends over. We struggle a lot, by the way, with whether to say dinner party. (laughs) I have to tell you, like, we worry that actually calling it dinner party is intimidating for people. So we're trying to have the language be about share this food with your friends who just happen to come over, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Like, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. It's not a thing. But, like, 15 people are coming. It's not. I swear to God, we're not having a dinner party. (laughs) But you're coming over and eating my food, whatever that's called. Um, and, and we also rebranded. So Bonnie Benwick, who's always done this quick recipe column for me, um, who's my deputy editor. She's done it for many, many years called dinner in minutes. We decided to revamp that where I thought to myself, what's the Holy grail of weeknight cooking? The Holy grail is when you read a recipe and I don't know if this happens to you very much. You read a recipe and you you're reading down and you start to get really excited because you're like, Oh my God, I have that. I have that. I have that. I have everything to make this recipe. I don't have to go to the store. So we decided, why not tell people about the things that we think they should have on hand, on hand. Mm -hmm. So we gave them a pantry of like a hundred things. And if you stock up on these things, you can make all these recipes in this column without ever having to go to the store. So, um, that I think is going to be huge for people, you know, where you just, you just, you know, we hear from readers every now and then they're like, why do you call for this one reader called them unicorn who's (laughs) (laughs) you know why do you call for something that i have to go try to find and then i don't know when i'm going to use it again or what i'm going to use it for again and so we decided at least for this one thing we were just gonna take it as far from that as we possibly could Mm. so it's a zero unicorn who's it zone (laughs) love it as it should be yeah or you got, I'm making space and pause. Or I do you want you me to are. keep going? I'm just, I'm, I'm having such a hard time. You're doing right now such a great job. Oh, you got a stomach flu? Me. I got a, a stomach flu. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, anyways, good times, good times. I'm, She's all right. But I'm here. You're here. You're, you pulled You're yourself together it. enough to come do this. I appreciate that. Yes. Oh, well. So I don't know how, I don't know that we're going to air this section. 
um, but we'll see what what comes out of it. Mm-hmm. All right, and we'll all get to agree um, whether or not we want to use it. I w- I I think one one of the things that I like a great deal about what your team has done is some pretty intense reporting mm-hmm. about um, abuses happening within restaurants, right. within restaurant groups. Um, maybe you can't talk about this, but. Joe Joe looks on <laughs> silently. This a, this a, he's waiting to hear where the question's going, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and I'm waiting to formulate it in a way that he can hear it and answer it. What does support look like where you work when you put resources on those mm. stories? Oh, interesting, interesting question. And thank you. <laughs> we got there. I was buying time. We, are got, we got there. Um, what does that look like? The you know, the paper in particular has been red hot on it and yeah. seems to be saying we're we're going into these spaces yeah. and, and shining lights. Mm-hmm. So I would assume it wasn't a hard sell, but maybe that's not true. It was not a hard sell. In fact, um, in fall of 2016, we were asked to come up with project ideas throughout the feature sections about what we wanted to focus special attention on in yep. 2017. Yep. And um, I, w- we had a couple of things, but the big one for me was I wanted Mora to work on sexual harassment in restaurants. Wow. Now, this was before the Weinstein story broke. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she was sort of plugging away at it, you know, a- and she is responsible for writing a lot of dailies too. So one of the really hard things for a reporter like her is how to juggle the long-term projects mm-hmm. and the short-term stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, she's plugging away, plugging away, plugging away. Um, and the reason that I wanted to do it was because I felt like we hadn't really seen those stories. I felt like we had seen stories that said, that asked the question, why aren't more women famous chefs and one of the answers in addition to work-life balance and uh, lack of investors and all of that one of the um, answers was always and then there's the sexual harassment thing Mm -hmm. and I wanted Mm -hmm. to flip it Mm -hmm. I wanted to say let's hone in on the sexual harassment stories and then and we can certainly say and by the way this is one of the reasons why women are you know um, and when I proposed that, it was, it was, it was, oh yeah, that's great. That's great. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, now sometimes I think I wish we had been faster. Mm. I wish we had done it faster, but, but I don't know that it would have had the same impact if, if it had come out before the Weinstein mm-hmm. stuff broke. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously that created this cultural moment where people were really wanted these stories too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, but no, they were very receptive to it. It was, it was kind of a no brainer. No hard sell. No, no, not at all. What is a hard sell that you can talk about? <laughs> Moving away from that topic, let's go to other topics that are hard oh, sells when you're like, I really want to do this. And either strategically, like it's a great idea, but maybe not here, not now. Right. Anything that you can share? Well, you know, there's certainly often resource yeah. Uh, questions mm-hmm. right and so you, you, you can sell the idea but and I think one of the reasons that the sexual harassment thing was a no-brainer was that all I was proposing was that more I work on it while she's continuing to do yep. everything else yep. that she's doing mm-hmm. so I wasn't saying we were gonna take her off of things we did end up taking her off of everything else so that she could focus on it um, 
but when we've proposed when we've proposed things that require you know bigger outlays of resources yeah. that can sometimes be a hard sell so like for voraciously for instance we certainly you know we wanted um well we wanted a full-time photographer okay. you know to be a position okay. to be yeah. dedicated to, but but the just the position wasn't there Got and it. so for the first year it's like the attitude is sort of um we'll give you resources around the room like okay. we'll let you okay the graphics department and yep. the photo department you know they all kind of can help and support this. right but in terms of hiring anybody it's like not until you not until you prove that there's going to be some legs to it that that there's going to be a you know advertiser interest right. that's not my responsibility to get the advertiser mm -hmm. interest but Understand. um but that there'll be a sponsor we have a launch sponsor we're sort of hoping that they re-up and that the number the audience numbers are good and then hopefully next year we can propose more resources yeah but that would be an example like if you're asking for something where no, there's actual hiring good. involved you did good mm. it's yeah oh okay that's sometimes that a problem. it's tough to say yeah not yeah not I mean, the fte not the full-time employer the half right full-time employee but we'll support this idea Let's right see if it has legs and if we can sustain it right and okay. if i have money like i have a budget and I have a freelance budget. And if I were to say, this is going to be a priority for me and I, and, but I'm going to take care of it all out of my own mm. budget. I'm yeah. not, I'm going to save on other things. I'm not going to do other things. I'm going to, but they'd be like, sure, you know, yeah, yeah <laughs> sure. Go to town. It's your money. Do what you're going to do. You know, what are you going to talk about at IACP? You're, you're here and we're doing a series of interviews with folks. So if they've listened into previous episodes, who or else have you had? The next people, we don't know where to air them all, Joe. We're not telling you. <laughs> No one is good best? as you. Yes. That's, yes. That was what yes. I was really asking. Who? Am I the I'm best? Sorry? Am I the best that I mean, you're having? You're the best here right you're now. You're the best <laughs> in this room. <laughs> you're the best. In this okay, hour. Thank you. With thank a beard. You. Well, today uh, was my big day for panels. I, you know, I tend to not propose panels anymore, but um, I'm sort of, you know, I've been doing it long enough that they just call me in at the last minute if they have holes and they sure. need me to fill. So. I spoke about uh, how publications are making money um, on a panel with someone from Eater and with uh, someone from Cooking Light and Food and Wine, Hunter Lewis, um, and Sonia from Eater and Claudia Wu from Cherry Bomb. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I get shielded from that stuff so much that um, I had to interview marketing and advertising people mm -hmm. at the post in order to be able to even oh wow say anything yeah. at the <laughs> about what we're doing so um and then i was just on a panel right before this on icp at 40 so mm -hmm. kind of with betty fussell who's amazing amazing no no betty oh I'm man sorry. you gotta know betty i'm an idiot she's so who's betty she's huge she is a culinary historian and writer okay. uh wonderful uh, food writer she's 90 wow and uh, she wrote this incredible um, book that's the history of corn um, and it's and it's incredible she was a writer at the New York Times and she's um, she lives in Santa Barbara now at the same old folks home that Julia Child lived in Aww, um, that's awesome. and she's I want to be her as articulate and yeah. gorgeous as her when I'm 90 years old yeah. Which is only in it's not that far. Ten years. It's not that far. <laughs> um, so close. So I was on that. And Natalie Dupree, sure. who's hilarious, and Dara Goldstein moderated that. So we kind of talked about 
just sort of, you know, Natalie was one of the founders of ICP. ICP, if it weren't for Natalie, I think ICP would be the International Association of Cooking Teachers. Like that was, Mm -hmm. it initially kind of came out of this cooking Mm -hmm. school uh, group, people that thought they wanted to know each other and she sort of convinced them to expand it. Um, So I sort of talked a little bit about how food media has changed and then a little bit about where, where we might want things to go. Yeah. And then I'm co, I'm co emceeing the awards tomorrow night Good. with Gail Simmons. So that should be She's, fun. She seems fun. She is fun. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is there going to be music this year? Like, like music between the, uh, Oh, you know, I don't know. Like, are they going to play people was off? Like a weird, it was like, uh, did they, they not have a request or do you not like it? I'm not going this year. Okay, but what's your opinion? Even though if you, you said you enjoyed me last I year. I enjoyed you so much. <laughs> I'm sorry you. that I'm not going to be seeing you. I've got no dog in this fight. I wasn't right. on the panel. I, right. Listen, I don't want to spend She the money. had one of the top 10 Stop selling it. cookbooks in 2016. I don't know if you know that. Uh, you did? Yeah. I was called Appetite. It was the book I wrote with Anthony. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. It's not, of course. I mean, yeah, I mean it's like I very, no, but that's very important and was up for Stop. a lot of awards. <laughs> You're making me feel so much more nauseated than I, I already do. I do this to her all the time. It's <laughs> a running tell. joke I that tell. I say um, that she always tells me that she had one of the top 10 selling cookbooks I never ever say that. I know. I say it every yeah. time. I'm not going to IACP this year. Last year was the, was, <laughs> I blame IACP for me deciding to stop drinking, although it was such a good decision, but too much bourbon, too much free-flowing oh bourbon. God, I screamed an obscenity in, in a major editor's face. He seemed I to be fine who. with it. I know who. Who and, and somebody, what was it? It's somebody I don't like I love it. Oh, it perfect. seemed to go. My friend said it was fine. It was funny. It was fine. It was Contextually, funny. it was yeah. hysterical. Yeah. But you for me, did you scream it at him? Yeah, or I, said, just... I said, "Fuck you, Sam oh. Sifton." Oh, yes. <laughs> you know what? Yes. You know what? So last, I actually said something like that. I said to every Sam, day. Um, because I was co-hosting the awards with Carla Hall, mm-hmm. and as you saw we alternated like who said here's the nominees and then who said the winner and so we get the script beforehand right and sam was up for publication of the year and i thought that we had arranged it so that i wouldn't have to say if he and i knew that he had won like we see all the winners and we fucked it up and it turned out that it was then i had to say and it goes and i did and i and i said sam sifton and then i said something like fucking sifton Uh, to everybody yes yes you know because he had been up there several times yeah and your publication was also in the running we were not we were not nominated for publication of the year last year we lost to them in other categories but not (laughs) that one this year we are also nominated for publication of the year and sam sifton is not correct oh. that <laughs> is correct okay that is correct i have no Thank bad you. feelings about sam sifton or no he's actually a really else. nice guy i actually hung out with him a little bit at the conference we had we had coffee went for a walk and had coffee and sort of commiserated look me in the eyes when you say that and he was really <laughs> nice <laughs> i'm looking at you are you, gotcha. sh- are you shitting me Chris gotcha. is all about loyalty <laughs> all right <laughs> best thing about the new york times is melissa clark she's untouchable all right there you go untouchable i also she's like great. her yeah all right. Uh, this has been delightful. We're yes. getting close to being out of time. Okay. What, what haven't we talked about that Lori said we were going to talk about that you were prepared oh, to I talk about? I had a about? super wonky question. Snack about, food. Oh, snack food. Yes. I was going <laughs> right. to say, I had a monetizing snack food nuts. media question, but I think you kind of answered it. And also, okay. 
it's boring and nobody cares. I mean, we care, but let's, let's talk about snack food. What have you been snacking on? Yes, in New York I've been at ICP. On. Oh, in New York at ICP. So there were the there oh, were the Melissa's, Melissa's uh, little quinoa. quinoa crisp bites, sort of like pieces of a. You know what? Actually, they were kind of good. They tasted like they tasted like um, was it payday? Bark? Oh. What was that candy bar that had like all the nuts? Yeah, oh, yeah. a payday. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they tasted kind of like a payday, which right. I like. I just got a text from Washington Post. Um, I don't know. They're they're just, just saying this is not post. an endorsement <laughs> of Melissa's quinoa bars or whatever. So you right, enjoy them. You're not endorsing yeah. them. I'm speaking it's, as me, not as the paper, as the Washington Post. Do you think Melissa's pays a shitload of money to to be able to give their stuff away? Oh, like, how yes, does they do. That work? Oh, okay. so much money. It's crazy. So much money. I don't. I don't feel like that's a good so brand strategy. Much. Money. Okay. I would love for a public accounting from IUCP about how much money they make and why they charge so much. <laughs> well, it's expensive I just to rent out the Hilton in any now, city. Mm-hmm. You need to know mm-hmm. I'm blocked by IUCP culinary. I, I did hear that. And you mean I on don't Twitter. know what I did. On Twitter? Yeah. Yeah. And that's fine. I I, it's general vulgarity. I was probably but, saying something about their stupid awards, yeah. um, which, but <laughs> nothing about the MC. Um, I will think their awards are stupid if we do not win. If we you. win, I will think that the awards are spot on. Yeah, yeah. Spot fair, on. Enough. fair enough. I thought they were stupid when I wasn't nominated. I was like, right. fuck this organization <laughs> and everyone it's in this room. Pr- Joe, can, honestly, I, now yeah. I went and lurked lurked around noon today <laughs> right made a big announcement fine i'm here pretty and this is not negating people of color that were there mm-hmm. pretty white well it has an answer to the there was a question at the panel the icp at 40 panel there was a question that said uh you know to the organize to natalie because she was one of the founders how does icp at 40 compare to what you thought when you founded icp what it would be at 40 and then how, what do you want ICP to be at 80? You know, and I said at 80, I want to be at, at ICP at 80. I will actually be two years older than Betty Fussell is now. Yeah. <laughs> I will be 92. Yeah. Um, and of course I want to be as articulate and attractive as Betty Fussell is now. Um, but also it, we need more diversity. Yeah. We need more diversity. Now I, what, how to do that? Uh, I'm you not know, I'm making not, you accountable for it. I'm not on the board of ICP. I never have been. All right. Then um, you don't have to answer it. But, um, if you can get some answers, let me know. Tell yeah. them to unblock me. They can tweet then me the answer they... <laughs> and then they can re-block me after that. Thank I you. mean, I think it's about, you know, outreach and making people feel comfortable mm-hmm. um you know i actually thought i actually felt like when i looked around in the hallways i felt like i saw a more diverse crowd than i have in the past wow um and younger certainly younger crowd i think that's key that's definitely key is younger all right i'm sorry to make you responsible for it that's all right do you want to have some fun about snacks mm-hmm not just here yeah, what, are, what, are, what else are you snacking there. on you can't snack on air you can't snack I on can't. air. No, no, I have a soft s- sound aversion, so you can't snack on air. So let's see. What do I snack on? 
Um, well, it doesn't even count to say like healthy things, does no. it? Like no. nuts no, and pumpkin the, seeds no. and but shit. Are you that's, I, I love nuts. Right, that's fine. What I love you? nuts and smoke nuts and you know I love those like um, who made those black those black diamonds? Yeah, the oh, smoked great. almonds. Have you had the I uh, love those wasabi ones? I have not. Really good. I need those. Oh, okay. Speaking of nuts, have you had the Trader Joe's? Uh, spicy Thai yes. cashews. Yes. Those Fantastic. are in Thai uh, chili lime. Um, I mean, I like, you know, chips. Oh my God, who doesn't? I mean, I love what kind I of love chips? chips. I mean, I, I'm a Cape Cod salt and vinegar. Okay. So you like the thicker, guy. crispy chips? I like chip. those. I like the salt and black pepper ones. Uh-huh. You ever had those? Those are really yeah, good. Are we talking the kettle cooked? Or are we still? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm a. Jolly Rancher flavor kind of person mm. cherry okay cherry all right well, you can have all mine I would like all okay. your watermelon I, I I also do very much like the watermelon good. it's the cherry the watermelon and the green apple I for me okay that's yeah the triumvirate. don't they have a yeah blue that's the triumvirate they probably do but who wants the blue mouth I mean the blue is weird I don't give a shit yeah. and it do doesn't you? really taste like Raspberry, raspberry, blue. I mean, not that it tastes like blue raspberry. It does. (laughs) I want to be real clear. I love a blue raspberry. (laughs) It tastes exactly (laughs) like blue raspberry. (laughs) And don't they have other? They have a lemon. I feel like sometimes, but I don't like that. They're very sticky. I find. Yeah. It's I don't know. It's not my favorite. I've been loving these Starburst jelly beans. They're they're sweet tart. Sweet Sweet tart tart jelly jelly beans. beans. See, I have not had that. Want you want some? There's just almost like a powdery quality. Just don't chew into the mic. So I'm gonna pour out for you. Okay. Right here. Now, have you done? Have you done the? Uh, you don't have to eat them all. You've done the thing where you block your nose when you eat something, right? When you eat a jelly bean. Have what you are you done talking this? about? Have you done this? What? Is this a sex game? What are we doing? <laughs> this is an asphyxiation game. <laughs> what are we doing? No. no okay. All right. Easter. What you do is you hold your nose. It's particularly Wait, pause. Good. Yes. Does it end? With me hanging from a belt in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> it does if you want it to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what you do is you plug up your nose, you hold your nose, okay. right? Okay. And then you and then you put a jelly bean in your mouth and you chew it and you try to tell what... Then you have to hold your nose before you put oh, it okay. in your mouth. Right. You don't have enough And hands. then you, you don't have enough hands. And then you... Uh, I don't need your... And then negative comments. And then you try to see if you can tell what the flavor of the jelly bean is, but because without your sense of smell, all you uh, can taste are, is salty, sugar. is is is, is sweet, sour, salty, bone? bitter, and umami. Right? right. That's all you can taste. But then, as soon as while you're still chewing it, you unblock your nose, and then all of a sudden, it's like oh, peach! It like comes on like black and white to color. Do you do this for fun? <laughs> every day <laughs> all right i'm gonna try that at home okay i'll try it with my kids it's something for it listeners to try uh we are just about out of time yep Lori, last call before lots of likes oh god great what 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 would you say to make somebody feel better from a stomach flu oh from a stomach flu uh ginger fresh ginger tea mm. i feel like ginger okay. is mm-hmm. The miracle. So okay. do you do this? You like smash a bunch of fresh ginger and then you boil it in water. I do nothing of this sort. Do this. Okay. Do this. A f- bunch of fresh ginger, smash it, boil it in water like for, I don't know, 20 minutes or so until okay. it really infuses. And then uh, and then put that. You can hang on to that. You can put some 
honey in it if you want uh-huh. and then you can keep that in your fridge and then put like you know one part that three parts hot water and just drink it as tea huh. it's so spice ginger spicy that you get yeah. that like burning but i swear to god it helps it helps, it helps. with stomach stuff right. and with right. throat stuff all right that's all i got ready to play a game oh god yeah it's called lots of likes okay the point of this as our listeners know is for you just to tell us all the things you like we are short on time. Okay. So the way to win it, you have a couple of ways to win it. Okay. Number one, blow our minds. Helen Rosner blew our minds. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Free association, full of ideas. She liked so many specific things. It was great. You don't have to be Helen Rosner. No one else should be Helen Rosner. She should be Helen Rosner. Okay. All you need to do is... Just keep it going with things that you like. I'll, I'll keep prompting you. We might talk a little bit about a few of them. And if you get tired of the game, you tell me to fuck off. That's how you win. Okay. <laughs> the only way you can lose is you can't lose. Okay. Ready? And we've got like I'm two ready. minutes. Joe, what do you like? <laughs> Mayonnaise sandwich. What? Joe, so good. I feel like you won already. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Nothing but mayonnaise. I think you just won. On white bread? Yeah. I mayonnaise, just won. mayonnaise on white bread. Right, that's that's unbelievable. It's a BLT without the B, the L, or T. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> we're going to shut Joe, the show it's right so down. so good. <laughs> you won. All right. No one has Excellent. ever won like that. Excellent. Amazing. Dropping the mic. Thank you, Joe Yono. <laughs> oh, Joe. Thank you. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. That's another episode of Carb Face. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Chris. I'm Lori. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at CarbFacePod. And if you have any questions for Anthony Bourdain, uh, who will attempt to unfuck your life, you can send them to CarbFacePod at gmail.com. We're not going to guarantee that we're going to use these questions. Right, but they could be horrible. But if they're good... We will use them. And if you have a problem, Anthony Bourdain might solve it for you. Remember, go to iTunes. Five stars only. And if you started off with as a mom, mm-hmm. and then whatever whatever you write after that, make mm-hmm. it fun, mm-hmm. make it interesting, we'll read it on the air. Yes. On, the, on, on an upcoming episode, yeah? I, I can get down with that. Yeah. 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 Make it fun, though. And we'll do it in the voice. Uh, Have a great week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.